Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Hello, 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 and welcome to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun show. My name is Tilda Swinton. I'm an Academy <laughs> Award winning actress. Did I win an Academy Award? I can't, did I? Did you only win several. one? I thought several. you won three. Yeah, I, yeah, it's hard. You know, after your, after the third one, <laughs> you stopped counting. I stopped counting. But you still buy new outfits all the time. <laughs> well, this is the Women's Couture Fashion Show, right? Or is it, <laughs> That's right. Is You're in the, the right radio? place. Oh, okay, yes. good. Yes. Okay, well, I thought we'd try something different tonight and talk about gun violence prevention. Okay, well, let's do that. Oh, so you can no also way. call me Kevin Herzog, yes. and I'm here with my compatriots. And my name is Paul Rowley. And I'm John Groweiler. And I would like to say that Kevin and John, you are two of the co-founders of we Gays Against are? Guns. That's are you right. sure? <laughs> That's what you told us. One of several. Is yes. that, yeah. is that yes. fake news? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's also your first time on Radio Gag, so welcome. We're gag welcome, virgins. Welcome, welcome. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's nice to be a virgin here. at something. Yes, thank you, WBAI, for having us. <laughs> it's not for nothing. So this week, mm-hmm. we're mixing things up a little bit, right? We're, we're going to be talking about coming out. And it's many different layers. It's many yes. different ways, coming out as queer, coming out as LGBTQ, coming out against guns. Or against gun violence as well. With exactly. And what the difference the is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there is quite a difference, actually. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's something very interesting to talk about. And also how the whole process of coming out really helps us as activists. So how yeah. it really kind of Lead brought to us activism. to do the work that we did and that we do. And yeah. So let's come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm coming. coming. It also helps if you're both in the same key. <laughs> it's actually better if you're not. Listen, I have several Academy Awards, so don't okay. question me on okay, this. Um, now, we, I know we often start our shows with the In Memoriam, um, and we're, again, going to mix it up a little bit this week, because our, our In Memoriam, usually, um, it, we pay homage to somebody who's lost their life to gun violence. Um, and it kind of reminds us of why we do this work. This week... We're going to do a little cheeky in memoriam, <laughs> like kind of a, a preemptive in memoriam for the NRA. You may have heard yes. of them, the National Rifle Association. And they've had a hideous week. It's beautiful. It's been glorious. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. We've watched <laughs> the sidelines eating the popcorn and cackling. Pink popcorn. <laughs> wow. I mean, so they had their rally in Indiana, right? Oh, that was a fiasco. A, f- a phone was thrown at Trump as he walked onto stage, which I thought was hysterical. But I don't, I don't understand. Was it? Do you think that the phone was thrown in solidarity with Trump? Oh God, no. I don't know. How you think it was an antagonistic was, yeah. phone throw? My I think fantasy so. is that it was a GVP gun violence prevention activist who snuck their way into the convention and threw a phone at Trump. But, That's my work. But I too. wish they had just brought a pump or something. <laughs> I know. Trump. That would have been a lot more <laughs> <red> fun. <sequence> <laughs> pump. <laughs> throw this. this the grindstone encrusted Christian Louboutin. See, I'm going to work it back into fashion. No matter <laughs> okay. Is that okay with you guys? Well, Absolutely. Okay, do great. your own thing. But yeah, he, obviously Trump made a total ass of himself at the NRA rally. Um, he, well, I mean, in addition to saying walking away from the United Nations Arms Trade Treaty, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just ridiculous. Yep. You know, coming out as a warmonger and a narcissist at the same time. <laughs> What's you know, new? Yeah. What is new? <laughs> but this thing that is really bugs me is that he is now put, and it was the same thing where the, the U.S. are going to vote against um, uh, stepping de- stepping up against women getting raped during wartime. Yep. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That the crazy policies of this regime are now extending beyond yeah. our borders. Yep. Yeah. Radical 
ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And it's something I think, I don't know, I, you know, I grew up in America and I have only had the perspective of somebody who, you know, grew up in New Jersey, but I I always have sort of operated from a position thinking that you know, the United States is important, but I never really until Trump appreciated how much of a guiding force we are for good and bad, right? Because, you know, we, we have this tendency to, to use our muscle in a bullying way, and we also have this capacity to lead in a moral way. And I I feel like, you know, don't you always not know what you've got till it's gone? Mm. And I feel like that's what's happened. You know, now that we've lost, we've ceded our moral authority. It's not like China's picked it up or something. I mean, if I had to give it to somebody, yeah. I guess I'd give it to Finland. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know. Or even my country, Ireland's been or Ireland, leading yeah. the charge yes. in, la- in recent years. Yeah, and yeah. you can get a decent beer in Ireland. Too. It's also a dangerous precedent, though, that was set at the convention um, with the treaty. So whereby, like, other countries then who have been waiting for this are now going to say, oh, well, if the U.S. is doing it, we can do it too. And so gun trafficking happens across lots of borders, and people are going to suffer as a result. Um, Most notably, people who are poor, women, children, um, and vulnerable countries, right, Um, Mm -hmm. who are are susceptible to dominance. So this is opening a, a Pandora's box of of more violence and, and uh, inhumanity and, and potentially a war. Yeah, so um, way to go, Trump. Yeah, done it <laughs> again. In Venezuela, done what's going to happen Well, there, exactly, you know? yes. Um, but on the plus side, it was fantastic to watch the NRA shred themselves Incredible. live in real time yeah. this week. Absolutely fantastic. For one, the, we have the first charge against Maria Butina, the mm-hmm. Russian spy, 18 months in jail. Like 18 glorious months in jail. <laughs> right? And yeah. then she gets deported. And she gets, she gets deported. Yeah, she and just that's back not to Russia. Be cute when she goes home. And probably becomes yeah. a hero. Who knows? Well, Do you maybe, know what I mean? Right. Who knows? Possibly, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Putin wasn't, well, what Putin said that it was a disgrace, right? Well, of course yeah. he said that, but it's probably, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that the whole thing was under the aegis of his regime in the first place. Well, of yeah. course, yeah. Um, I love this but, quote, uh, Ron Wyden. Um, the public record is clear that the NRA bent over backwards to help a Russian <laughs> agent insinuate herself into conservative mm-hmm. political circles. She bent yeah. over backwards too, apparently, honey. Right, yeah. right, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 18 months in jail and bang in the middle of the NRA rally. Yeah. Yeah. On top of that, there's like more internal drama, the implosion of the NRA. So the membership is now down 21% since 2016. Uh, We also know that in recent years, it has run deficits up to as much as $40 million. Um, And that's, you know, this is, this is, you know, for us, um, who are you know looking into this? This is great news because sort of the infrastructure that they had established over years, the economic or, or rather financial infrastructure and economic infrastructure, um, is now being slowly eroded. So the companies that have left the NRA, as the forty companies that have left the NRA, as um, and have actually undermined and sort of dismantled the business alliance, as well as the the fees that they are sorry the forty million dollar uh, deficits they're incurring. Membership is down. This is really, really, this sort of like is a doomsday a forecast for the NRA. And I just can't wait to see what, what happens. Also, Tish James. Oh, and Tish yes. James, yes. 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 So Attorney General Tish James this week 
Um, basically, Tish has been like a, a really big gag fan since the start and was so supportive of all our early actions. Remember that? She would show up at rallies yep. way before she was AG. Yeah. She was at the Glock, the Drop the Glock rally. Yeah. Which was her second action, I think, or second and or third. Even as yeah. back as 2016, it was still, there were still a lot of politicians who would not come out against gun violence. Yeah. And it was also at this weird moment in the group of gays against guns because the history of it is the shooting took place we all sort of had a grassroots um, uh, meeting by Stonewall the next day, which was Sunday. And then Monday evening, there was a very organized, very polished, sort of um, formal uh, response. And there was mm -hmm. a platform and there was amplification and it was down also in front of Stonewall. But it was organized by politicians right. and Cuomo spoke and Nick Jonas was like the special guest yeah person Weird. that came and it was like right. nobody from our community at the the one the night before it was like ann northrup and yeah and ken kid was there ken yep. yeah, trans women yep. and and you know it was like a really grassrootsy kind of um come together moment yeah. and the and the next one i remember standing in that crowd and people saying say their name say their name say their names like right. they were just ignoring they were using it as like a political opportunity to further their own agenda and yep. everybody recognized it immediately Disgusting. and so as a result when we we had our first meeting four days later and we decided right then and there that we didn't want to be a group that was sort of politician centric and tish james really was a good example of somebody who was she performed good allyship because she she participated, but she didn't take the stage. She amplified our message, but she didn't try to preempt it with her own agenda. Mm -hmm. It was a it was such a good example yeah. for me and and something that I emulate in in other areas where I want to become involved, but mm -hmm. feel like maybe, you know, I'm not sure if it's my place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's taking the stage now because this will <laughs> get ready. You know, she basically has now started to investigate uh, the NRA finances. Yeah. Um, so during her campaign last summer, I remember her saying that she would, if elected, one of the first things she was going to do was going to investigate the NRA yeah. and their non-profit status. Yeah. Um, for our listeners online, I'm using heavy air quotes <laughs> around that non-profit. A voguing um, air quote. Yeah, and then she was interviewed in Ebony to say that she had real problems with uh, the NRA calling itself a charitable organization. Mm -hmm. She says, I, I like to think of it as a terrorist organization. Yeah. So um, she Which is, it is. Yeah, yeah right? Yep. So here's the thing. The NRA is chartered in New York State. So that means that as the Attorney General, she has the authority to investigate them and this nonprofit status. Um, she has broad authority over all of that, right? Mm. So... Now that they're being investigated for that, it is also going to be really, really difficult for the NRA to say, oh, wait, we're going to move over to Wisconsin or something like another state, whatever it might be, that's going to be more amenable to Ireland. our, our, our non-profit <laughs> status. Finland. They would not be welcome in either of those countries. Um, but um, so first of all, it's going to be impossible because the, in order for them to move their charter to another state, guess who they have to go and ask? The Attorney General of New York. <laughs> exactly. Hell. So Mrs. James is going to be, hell no, you're not moving anywhere. So the investigations are going to go ahead. So this is another major thing. So the NRA Incredible. are dealing with being infiltrated with spies. They're being... <laughs> There being money. all this internal conflict. They're getting phones thrown at them. They're getting <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Soon heels. 
<laughs> Ollie North has left. Ollie North has gone yeah. after Speaking a year. Of yep. You know, no, so it's a, it's a war criminal is yep. house. It's a mess there. He looks like Gollum. It I didn't does, even think of it until I saw him. He, like, what, something, his soul has blackened. It's awful. Right. Well, he was I think so it's, handsome. It's blackened for such a long time. Though, <laughs> yeah. I think the in- Iran-Contra affair. I know, but remember how handsome he was in those hearings? I remember thinking, like, that's an awful thing that that amazingly hot guy did. <laughs> where are your priorities? Uh, you know where they are, honey. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, the NRA Business Alliance is in tatters. Mm-hmm. You know, all their membership, like you're saying, 21% drop in membership since 2016 is remarkable because let's not forget, they spent $30 million getting Donald Trump elected yeah. and another $20 million getting all their other NRA puppets. And who, but whose $30 million was it? That's the question. See, we're saying, mm-hmm. oh, that their their revenue has gone down. But there's a lot of evidence pointing towards the conclusion that Russia funneled $30 million of their money through the NRA as a money laundering organization to the Trump campaign. So, I mean, if you lie down with dogs, you get fleas, right? Mm. So maybe this is the comeuppance for the shady dealings. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's remarkable to see, even just, you know, we started this whole NRA sachet away situation in like 2016. Yeah. I had no idea. It was a sign. Yeah. It, it was, was Billy Beyond, who's a genius. Mm-hmm. Action. You know, model, entrepreneur, <laughs> founding member of the Disco Modeling School. <laughs> <laughs> Look her up. <laughs> she was the one who just came up with an NRA sachet away, honey, and it's stuck. Yeah. 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 And that's what they're going to do. But also, like one final thought about yeah. the NRA before you move on uh, to the next segment. So, there was a great piece in the New Yorker about uh, like yeah. Mike Spies, uh, yeah. secrecy, self dealing, and greed at the NRA. And in it, um, it's discussed the that this media company, Ackerman McQueen, has been sort of for the past thirty eight years in contract with the NRA and has been creating sort of the the divisive. Um, rhetoric, sec- free speech, sorry, Second Amendment, um, pro-Second Amendment arguments. And so all of, historically, the NRA was a group that was committed to practicing of safe fire storage, as well as practicing how to use guns safely and effectively. It has now moved, you know, for the, uh, for the past decades into committing most of its money to this media machine, which is sort of organized and sort of being controlled by Ackerman McQueen, who also pay the salaries of Colin, um, I forget, Colin, what's his name? The Colin Jost. All right. Yeah. Is, okay, so he also pays Daniel Loesch's salary as well as Ollie North's salary as well. All these people who are on NRA TV and sort of putting forth a machine, this machine, but only 10% of their you know monies go to their initial sort of mission. So I think what's happening as a result of that, there's lots of dissatisfaction amongst the membership, but like, looking at the NRA, you know, this is not my grandfather's NRA or my father's NRA. This is someone's different NRA. And so they really have actually, you know, alienated themselves within their own constituency. um, And this is just sort of, you know, they're they're just desserts. And they lost their power, which had been that they had intimidated politicians into toting their party line because they would primary them. Yeah. And, And the fact that now it's like, the Wizard of Oz, there's like, you know, this little man behind the curtain and there's no money. Now politicians won't feel that same, hopefully, or potentially exactly. won't feel that same intimidation. That's why when we were figuring out what to do as an organization to respond to the NRA, 
um, during the last election cycle, we did a song. We at, we turned to Kevin Aviance, who, if you don't know, is a legendary New York City Ooh. nightlife presence, darling. Yes, yes. She has given you like ooh la la in heels and a little string kini for years. <laughs> she she has like graced the dance floor of every New York City institution that you can name, and so. Um, I gave that girl a call and said, you know, listen, we we have this group. It's Gays Against Guns. We're elections coming up. We want to do a, a track that sort of calls out all of the yeah. money that was given to all the different puppets of the NRA because the politicians are used as puppets by that organization. The, the puppets of the NRA, honey. And, oh, let's and, hear it. Yeah, let's it's play the so track. It's so good. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you, Sam wow. Uri, DJs, also who wrote that music. Yes. Um, so great. Puppets of the NRA. And Uri Dalal. Yes. Um, so we've been so busy queening out. We you know, also <laughs> need to be talking about coming out, which right. is kind of the theme of the show, right? Yes. And how that is so central to the work that we do yeah. with Gays Against Guns, right? Mm -hmm. That there is something about having to go through that process, be it rooted in, you know, whatever type of personal experience that is, but traumatic, reflective, yeah. whatever, that then leads us to a point of empathy, a point of empowerment that really, uh, you know, enables us to want to change things. Or as you were saying earlier, John, before we came on, to, to live your life the way you want to live your life, right? Yeah, yeah, coming out is a hard conversation um, that we have to have either first with ourselves and with, with another person. And we actually have to consider how we want to live authentically in the world, our identity, and how we want to be viewed in the world. Um, and so, you know, that is, I think, connects nicely to this idea, or perfectly to this idea of coming out as a GVP, gun violence prevention activist, or an activist, right? So how do, you, how do you see yourself? And so this is, I think, for some people, a very difficult process, uh, because the implications, there are lots of implications. Uh, so, for example, it's, I don't want to hear about that. That's mm -hmm. too that's right. too heavy. Right. You know, that's too much to talk about. You know, I I would argue that, you know, I think lots of there are many people who are ethically, you know, uh, um, politically, morally opposed to gun violence, but that they carry their outrage with them. 
and that they don't don't know how to activate it or aren't given permission to activate it. So I think you know, gag is a place for people to kind of to know that you can actually do that, mm -hmm. right? That that's our work to give people permission to come out um, as you know against guns and against gun violence. Um, we do that lots of ways too. I think we are seeing this in like in large uh, uh, actions or sort of protests like March for Our Lives. You know, that was sort of many, many people came out, but I think that needs to happen sort of more, right? Not just sort of one day, but that, that needs to sort of continue. Yeah. Um, I'd also argue that, you know, coming out needs to happen in the streets, but also between the sheets. You need to like, when you bring home <laughs> that, that, you know, girl or that guy, you know, however they identify, you bring them home. And anything in between? Anything in between, pardon me, yes. That you, you know, you start talking about, you know, your position on gun violence, you know, what do you think about this issue of guns, right? Like this needs yeah. to be a, a discussion that's had everywhere, even at schools. At like schools and around, be, you know, yep. family holiday tables, you know. And in politics and yeah. how amazing that yeah. we're living in a time when people are actually using that as one of the things that they define their platform by. Absolutely, and yeah. previously that was not the case. I interviewed Kim Parker Russell recently for this show and she talked about how you know, as recently as three years ago, politicians wouldn't touch it. It was a third rail. It yeah. was guns and abortion. And, and yep. you know, nobody wanted it's to political parse suicide. it. Political yeah. suicide. Yeah. And now that's not the case. You sort of, you're sort of forced to take a take position, position on it somewhere. Yeah. And this similarly to abortion. You have mm -hmm. to, you have to say this is my position and and then let people know yeah. that you're going to advocate for that and yeah. and that's a real that's a positive thing and i think the reason for that is because as you you, you often say kevin is because the culture is changing yeah. the work that gag does and a lot of these other gvp groups do is changing the culture changing the way that we think about guns think changing the way we think about violence right changing the way we think about empathy and the reason for that partially i think is and this is a question that we used to get asked a lot when we first started yeah. the group like people would say people would first the first thing they say mm -hmm. would was do you know about the pink, pink pistols? pistols like yeah. that was always the number one thing that that interviewers mm -hmm. would say the lazy interviewer question which is if you don't know it's this organization that just wears pink and they draw pistols on each other no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to give them airtime um and then they would say what is it that gays against guns can bring to the table that other groups haven't and my answer is always Fashion? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I can't answer any question seriously. That that gays have always been leaders in culture. Why? Because we're outsiders. We're yeah. we're made to be outsiders. Like to whatever extent, you know, it, it, it's fascinating the Pete Buttigieg phenomenon. You know, you, like you look at him and and is he like my kind of a gay? Do you think that she should kiki and she could you know yeah. like join my like sassy dinner table on Friday night? Probably not. You know, she wouldn't have a lot of kiki to no. be done because he came out much later in life right like he he's really sort of like very heteronormative idea of what a gay person is but the gay person that like myself whose gayness was pointed out to them honey i didn't have i didn't have to come out to jeffrey anderson when i was five years old because she told me that you're a queen <laughs> <laughs> yes so i've always been i've been put into that position, the outsider position. And so as an outsider, you have the opportunity to comment on the culture in a way that people are, who are inside the culture mm -hmm. do not. They don't see. They don't yeah. see it. And that that's why gay yeah. people have always been cultural influencers because we operate from outside of the system. Yeah. And therefore, we are in this unique position to be able to affect it because we see it differently. And we're also 
you know, lighthouses, right? Like people look mm. to gay culture for the next thing. We move into the neighborhood before all the rest of you. We start wearing the clothes before all the rest of you. We yeah. do our hair this way before all the rest of you. And and as an extension of that, our politics are ahead of other people's. And so right. that puts yes, us in a good position. And so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, is this improv? I'm so sorry. That is like, right. No, so, <laughs> I support and believe uh, in that queer reading of our approach to to gun violence and the ways in which we're going to champion sort of this issue. Um, but as we noted earlier, that the culture actually is also aware of this, you know, of, of the epidemic, the public health public health crisis that gun violence is. And so we're no longer bringing something to the culture. The culture, you know, the queer culture and the straight culture or heteronormative culture are kind of in sync with this. So right. 90% or 95% of people are in favor of universal background checks. That suggests that this isn't solely about us, but that we are sort of in alignment. And so I think what happens, what's happening right now is that there's a more nuanced discussion that um, is happening within the JVP movement. And that is there are some folks who are against guns, right? That in that is like guns, suck, no guns for anyone, regulation for guns, whatever the laws might be. And then there's also the position that, like Giffords has now taken recently with her Minnesota gun control group, um, that you can own a gun, but you can also want and be against gun violence, but also want to own a gun and sort of practice safe storage. Did I just say that correctly? Yes. So, <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's complicated. Like, I'm Can a gun, you say that on air? I'm a gun owner who is for gun reform, right? And so that has introduced the whole, you know, an, another sort of element. I call them, you know, the purple people, right, um, into, into this discussion. And so, you know, I'm kind of at a uh, – I have actually some ambivalence about this. That is, you know, I am against guns, and I, I wish that we could adopt um, – you know, policies in Japan, Australia, kind of the same way, and now New Zealand, right? I recognize that the industry here is it's so mired in wealth and opportunity and political gain. Um, so part of me is cynical, but I also know that we have to kind of like, you know, um, you know, open our, listen to all voices and push the push it forward as far as a strategy is concerned. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like the, I've learned so much in the last few years uh, um, about the complexities, the complexities and the different positions that people have. Um, I do think that, though, pretty much everybody is against gun violence. Right. You know, I mean, yes. Nobody wants to see school kids getting shot. Yeah. Which is also the funny thing that Tish James used to always make that distinction when she would come to our actions, which she did regularly mm -hmm. when we first started. She would call us gays against gun violence. Because yes, that's what she wanted right. us to call ourselves. But, it, but right. you know, but it, we are also that, right? And yeah. so I, I do think it's kind of like a... It's we we are a multitude. We are, and, and also gag is a much more fun. <laughs> we can do a lot more with that. Not yeah. giving up the acronym. Gag, right. <laughs> but I think we I think <laughs> we stick. We can agree that coming out against gun violence is coming out in favor of all lives in life in Absolutely. general. And it, we are, you know, it's a pro-life action yeah. and a radical form of empathy. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. As always, it has flown what? in. Flown, oh, flown, soon. flown. Tilda Swinton, don't but kick her out. Thank you, everybody, oh, for listening. You like in. me, you really like me. <laughs> Find out more about Gays Against Guns at gaysagainstguns.net. Also, quickly, you know, WBAI, who are our home here, are giving us a home. We love them. Are 
in pledge month so please do consider becoming a BAI buddy in the, in the name of GAG there also have, if you go to give to WBAI.org you know we are building a new studio here because apparently the studio is like 60 years old wow. which is actually <gasps> almost, almost as, as old as, as Sure. I, I was going to say sure, <laughs> but if you want to out yourself as a septuagenarian so if you can go to give to WBAI.org they have a, a drive on right now I just did it last week it took me like two minutes and you can give money to actually buy the microphones and the cables and all the things we need to queen out on air (laughs) (laughs) the glitter give us a voice yes um so we're going to wrap it out with the sing out louise song as always thanks everybody for listening and we'll be back next week (laughs) come out come out if we could break your lobby because no not every lobby knows how to lobby like you no and you never think twice before you take our dreams away, well, we say the NRA and all the cash you blew. Oh, yeah, you bought a Congress for 20 million and then the White House 30 million more. Well, you can spend your heart out a billion, zillion. We don't care about your money, we are showing you the door. Because we gotta have faith. We gotta have faith. Oh yeah, we gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. We gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Baby, we won't go back to yesterday. So please, 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 sashay away. You are giving us the blues. Baby, we're gonna break the money chain. Then we won't have to feel the pain of another day loaded down with a lot of bad news. Just watch this river become an ocean. Listen, do you hear that mighty roar? Yeah, baby, we'll keep resisting your evil notions. We have had it up to here and we are showing not one more. Cause you gotta have faith. We gotta have faith. Oh yeah, we gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. We gotta have faith, the faith, the faith.